This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Free speech Jesus, Elon Musk acquires Twitter. So why are the mainstream media so upset? Well, I mean, I think a bigger question is why do you think he's free speech Jesus? What in the history of Elon Musk's activity has given anyone the idea that he's like some kind of arbiter of free speech? He's blocked numerous people who critique him on Twitter. He's specifically said to people when they go to Tesla conferences that there's questions they can't ask, specifically about the environment and climate change. Like, I, I wouldn't say this free speech. You know, we have to think, well, Elon Musk is a billionaire, like Jeff Bezos, like all of the other billionaires. This means that he's probably a super intelligent person. He understands the game of reality, what? but what? possibly inadvertently or deliberately, what? he'll have a massive impact. It means he's exploited the labor of thousands of people to become what he is. That's that's what that means. I, I don't understand this. The, like, you're already buying into mythology. What, because he sent one positive tweet about you, Russell? That's all it takes? My word. This whole thing is really brought to the forefront how every single person who talks about free speech on a regular basis, whether it's, uh, you know, Jimmy Dore or Glenn Greenwald, uh, they, they don't care at all about free speech. They, they care about the team sports. It's just it, it just matters if the benevolent billionaires in charge are on their team, uh, or at least they think they're on their team. That's basically what it comes down to. The first thing that's up is, uh, guess what? Elon Musk buys Twitter for almost $4 billion. He's got a cowboy hat for this, like Bezos had for his dick rocket. That's hilarious, dude. It is. So is is Kurt Metzger just like the permanent sideshow of Jimmy Dore now? I haven't seen a single other person act as like the side guest in a long time. Like it used to rotate a little bit. It'd be sometimes like Max Blumenthal or someone else, but now it's just always Kurt Metzger. Kind of funny when guys like that put on cowboy hats. I think he's mocking Jeff Bezos with that cowboy hat. I swear to God, he's got to be right. He had to be. Hopefully, that's a sketch. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted out, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. <laughs> my God, he sounds like Hitler. <laughs> my God, I feel like I'm in the Weimar Republic on the last night of Weimar. <laughs> so here's his statement. Free speech is the ben- bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the... Oh, yeah, Jimmy Dore re- retweeted where this. matters vital to the future of humanity and are debated, said Musk. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source... Who could disagree with that? Who is Kurtz Metzger? Uh, he used to be, a, I believe, a writer and actor uh, on um, the Amy Schumer show. Uh, but then a whole bunch of tweets in which he was making a lot, a lot of rape jokes kind of came to the forefront. And then everyone was kind of like, oh, my. Uh, Salty C-Word. Thank you for getting a tier two subscription. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, and the message is they're completely missing the point as usual. Yes, uh, that, that's pretty much par for the course with uh, the Jimmy Dore show. They're completely missing the point, as usual. I would agree. Please trust. So what that means, open source means, if they're suppressing someone or they're boosting others, they're not going to hide it anymore. They're going to tell you what they're, how your tweets get promoted or not promoted. They're going to show you what the algorithm is. They're not going to hide it like everybody does right now. Oh. Meaning Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, everybody hides it. Twitter. And he's saying they're going to make it public. 
might as well believe him at face value and everything he says. He's never made a single uh, statement that turned out to not be factually correct in the history of his life. So this is this is good news. This is great news. I mean, don't get me wrong. If this turns out to be exactly what happens, it would be fascinating to learn how exactly the algorithms work. I mean, I would, I would love that information. I just I don't know if I trust the benevolent billionaire in this case. So you can be transparent and you can see that they're not up to nefarious shit by boosting, you know, people that are connected with the CIA or the FBI or the. I mean, just I'm going to guess for someone who's coming to a company in which he will now have a very large fiduciary responsibility to uphold value for the shareholders is probably not going to release something that probably they spent a lot of money on proprietary algorithms to develop. I, I don't know, but that's just me. Maybe maybe he will. He'll make it open source. That would be interesting. National security apparatus or uh, for corporations or not or suppressing people who are anti-establishment like they do now so that's uh, a, that's great and people are afraid of that there's a believe me there's a lot of biden voters who are afraid of that rick overton just texted me his nickname is twitler to them <laughs> <He's> twitler. <laughs> twitler um make uh, uh, to the defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans twitter has tremendous potential I don't like the authenticating all humans part. That seems a little... I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. So I like what Chant uh, Mesrobian, he always has a good take. He says, so Twitter's board went from adopting a poison pill to accepting acquisition in the span of a week. Remember that? They were saying that the, the board is putting a poison pill in the deal. So even if he does buy it, it'll screw him. So he won't want to buy it. Uh, so they went from adopting a poison pill to accepting Elon Musk's offer in the span of a week. Yeah, I just can't understand why people think the company was adrift and needed a new leadership. <laughs> okay, very well said. So Caitlin Johnstone takes a little bit of a different tack. She says, you don't get to be a billionaire, much less a billionaire media owner, if you don't collaborate with existing power structures. Very true. Musk will only be permitted to buy Twitter if the oligarchic empire doesn't feel he possesses a meaningful threat to imperial narrative control. I can't. This, I can't say she's wrong on this. I think she's right. I'll start paying attention. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." <laughs> Where do you stand on that, Jimmy? Okay, okay. Hey, maybe one of the first times I'll ever say it looked like Jimmy, while he was conflicted, uh, is trying to maintain a principled stance. Because I want to be excited about this. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. I want to be excited about this. But she's she's like a cold slap in the face. Like, oh, wake up, dummy. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'll start paying attention to Musk's talk about free speech as soon as Russian media stop being censored here and accounts suspending for, suspended for criticizing establishment narratives like real Scott Ritter get restored. So that'll be a big test. She's right. If if Elon Musk then allows RT back on uh, Twitter. I just I, I don't understand why. I guess maybe it's just here's a golden opportunity and let's just watch because it can't get worse than it was before. So maybe it doesn't matter that this just moving hands from a bunch of different billionaires to one billionaire and that one billionaire may be benevolent. It's just that it's that crumb, that little spark of hope. Maybe maybe once, just once, there'll be this moment where this one billionaire does the right thing because we have to we now have to put all our hope into the hands of Elon Musk. And people like the weapons inspector, Scott Ritter, who we had on the show, who got kicked off for telling uh, inconvenient uh, for having his own ideas about war crimes in Ukraine. She goes on to say, until then, I'll assume he's at most only interested in protecting speech that doesn't threaten the powerful, like Republican partisan bullshit and hate speech against marginalized groups. Uh, I, I would say that's he's going to give it True. to every. No, that's what see. That's the narrative. A lot of people are afraid of that happening. Uh, but, but I cannot. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to actually enforce. Free speech. Well, and if he does, I just, I just, I have every reason to believe something in the exact opposite of what logic would dictate. Of course, yes, naturally. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of Caitlin Johnstone half the time, but like this is kind of on the the nose. I, I would assume. Doesn't it'll be the biggest 
joke in in, in, a, in a while. Put it that way. Yeah, uh, right. So I I don't. So I I think. I, yeah, I saw the juice again. We'll see. I don't have to guess. We're going to see the, right away. We're going to find out. The open source thing where they got to tell you why. Yeah, you're that's supposed a, to be taken away. That's a big that's thing. A big because that's, thing. Yeah, everything hinges on they get to just kind of not have it because once print you know once principle big if true. Do you understand the difference? You're basing this all on a tweet, and you're all getting all giddy right now. It's like, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, if he does this thing that he's saying he may do, do you know the amount of things that Elon Musk has tweeted out and not followed through on? Like, holy fuck. I mean, you seem to be big fans of his. Do you not follow his Twitter account? ...are installed. Everybody has to follow them. Like, there's no kind of getting around them. So if he actually does has that, where you have to, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, You know, so he, like that tweet that Tulsi tweeted out that called Hillary Clinton the queen of all warmongers... Every time somebody retweets that, I'll see it every couple of weeks, and my like has disappeared. And people all people make jokes about it. Time to go like this for the tenth time. So that oh. algorithm, there's an algorithm that takes likes away from certain tweets that the establishment doesn't want you to see. And of course, the national security state is uh, embedded in big tech, Silicon Valley, of course. So, uh, so there we go. So we'll see. We'll see if it turns out that he only lets Republican partisan stuff and hate speech against marginalized groups happen. And if he's really committed to letting uh, free speech happen, we're going to see. Uh, Michael Tracy says this is like 9-11, Pearl Harbor, Charlottesville, the 2016 <laughs> election and invasion of Ukraine combined. <laughs> of course, he's being funny. Yeah, I know. Like, why are you giving this joke so much credit? You're both like, oh, man, mic drop moment. Michael Tracy dropping bombs. This is funny shit. <laughs> Here's what Garland Nixon, friend of the show, says. Breaking news. Anonymous officials leak that the CIA is working on arranging for a totally independent whistleblower to expose misogyny, transphobia, and law. Lots of really bad stuff as soon as Elon Musk takes over Twitter. <laughs> Very funny tweet. I, 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 by the way, probably 100% accurate. Uh, I'd rather live in a world where Alex Jones is allowed to lie to me than a world where I'm not allowed to criticize my leader, says Primo Radical, who just got banned from YouTube for an interview he did with me. What? Yeah, he just got a strike on that video that he interviewed me. It was called Jimmy Dore Uncensored, ironically, and it got censored. <laughs> That's Wait, did you say something to get him in trouble? Did, did you break TOS? Were you just railing about ivermectin the whole time? Were you like, oh, those new studies, they're all lying to you. The horse paste is the future. Like, what the hell? For what, as you know? Uh, no, they didn't. Not they, open source? <laughs> they, it's not open source. That's why. I mean, you're right. Mm. Um, what do you so think this open guy, source means? So then I think people start freaking out. So here's some people who are freaking I, I out I think about. you think open source and transparency are the same thing here. It's absolutely uh, insane that Twitter, right at Twitter right now, meaning the employees, this guy, in the virtual valves of private Slack rooms and employee group texts, according to an internal source, their take breakdown just now, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I really don't want to work for a company that is owned by Elon Musk. Why can't it be owned by the Saudis? Why can't it be owned? Why can't it be owned by Jeff Bezos, Doctor Evil? Oh, this sucks so much. Why can't it be owned by a military-industrial complex weapons manufacturer? Why can't it be owned by a tobacco company? Why can't it be owned by a health insurance company? Why can't it be owned by Wall Street that has been crushing people for decades? Uh, Why can't it be owned by the people? Uh, here's what. Here's Sean King. Sean King went off the. He lost his mind. He goes. Well, he goes at its root. Elon Musk wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right. At first, I thought this had. I thought this was good. This is going to be a good tweet. I thought at first. Yeah, Sean King's usually good. <laughs> and then he says it's about white power. These jokes, I tell you. The man was raised in apartheid by a white nationalist. He's upset that Twitter won't allow allow white nationalists to target. Oh, um, can I people. just say, by the way, um, you know how the conservatives usually have one joke. 
oh, wow, did every conservative think they were the funniest shit in the world by saying that a South African has just bought out, like, the largest company, uh, tech company in America or something. Like, like, so many conservatives' accounts were just tweeting that out. And they're like, oh, I'm the first one to think of this one. <laughs> Here comes a joke. That's his definition of free speech. Well, that's big of him as a white man to admit that. But <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a that's a pretty big accusation to throw at. That's a complete sack of shit. Like that's a that's a pretty thing, big. I'm just saying. Hey, if that's true, you know you you got to have a shit ton of references and links. To that's why I boycott up. Dave Matthews and uh, Charlize Theron. <laughs> I take Are they my all Russia po- prejudice and put it on them? <laughs> like South Africa, probably yeah. apartheid. Oh, they're for Dave Matthews from South Africa too. Yeah, yeah. Those three African. You know, okay, I got you. Anyway, <laughs> that one didn't uh, uh, I got so you. Nathan J. Robinson, oh, I wish we would have showed this, this tweet first. That, that would be the important tweet to show first. So this guy, I love the, 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 uh, the hilarious irony about this guy, Nathan J. Robinson, is that he calls himself a socialist and a super this, and he started a magazine, and as soon as they wanted to unionize, he, he shut it down. <laughs> not, not accurate, uh, but I agree. You should uh, actually throw shade at Nathan J. Robinson for not allowing it to become a worker cooperative as they wanted it to. And yes, that's usually one of my first critiques about him. And also, I will second on that when he tweeted this out, one of the first things that popped to my mind is like, yes, you understand that this is the way it's been working the entire time, though. Specifically, now it's going to go to Elon Musk rather than other uh, owners of the company. But that dynamic has never changed. Again, it's for you or in your mind, it's changed because it's Elon Musk now. Uh, and it was like a... So is this whole thing just reviewing tweets, going through them all? Oh, no, here's my tweet on that. You know, remember, every tweet you send is currently... Here is the amazing tweet that I did. Can you believe how funny I was when I tweeted this out? I got some more peak comedy for you. Most ardent and most passionate censorship crusaders are the tattletale employees of media corporations like this. And that's exactly right. Wait, look at the highfalutin language he used. He's really trying to impress somebody. (laughs) Some temporal temporal distance? The fuck? (laughs) Oh, Jimmy was actually funny. (laughs) Hey, right? Hey, Suri, what's the definition of temporal? Suri, talk to me. Hey, Suri. Perhaps the funniest are ones who work at huge corporations owned by Bezos. Other billionaires are lamenting billionaire control of media. So let me read that again. Perhaps the funniest are the ones who work at huge corporations owned by Be- Bezos. That's, that was how it was written. Okay. I thought <laughs> you didn't put and. And. Jeff Waldorf says, reading tweets is low-hanging fruit. That's why I do those segments. It's easy. I mean, I'm, I don't have anything against reading tweets. I'd be a massive hypocrite if I didn't say that, you know, reading tweets can be part of covering internet stuff. But if it's just the bulk of the entire analysis, this is a 20-minute video, and all it's been is, like, let's go through all the tweets of everyone. This is pretty much the quartering tier. Oh, he brings on Glenn. Repulsive. They don't have any fixed beliefs they weaponize everything cynically and and they're so transparent about it and then at the same time so sanctimonious about who they are right right like i remember like lee atwater who of course was like a scumbag political operative kind of like reveled in the fact that that's what he was right like roger stone is sort of the same way like they're totally amoral scumbags they kind of admit it they don't really pretend otherwise liberals are exactly the same they have zero principles they weaponize everything uh, against their enemies and then ignore and give license to whoever's on their side but then at the same time are so self-righteous about who they are and that's what makes them uniquely repulsive <laughs> so those are the people calling for censorship that's what he's describing so fun stuff oh man that's boring jimmy i thought you'd have more insight than that that was worse than um that was worse than I was expecting. I think even like Russell Brand had a more spicy take, if I'm not mistaken. 
Oh, Elon buys Twitter. Free speech Jesus, Elon Musk acquires Twitter. So why are the mainstream media so upset? Well, I mean, I think a bigger question is why do you think he's free speech Jesus? What in the history of Elon Musk's activity has given anyone the idea that he's like some kind of arbiter of free speech? He's blocked numerous people who critique him on Twitter. He's specifically said to people when they go to Tesla conferences that there's questions they can't ask, specifically about the environment and climate change. Like, I, I wouldn't say this free speech. Weeks of uncertainty, Elon Musk struck a deal to buy Twitter at a price of roughly 44 billion bucks. But the question is, what's he going to do with it? Now, as you know, if you watch all of our videos, and I suggest you start if you haven't started already, you'll know that I have serious questions about the models of late capitalism that allow the centralization of power to become so, you know, monopolized. Yeah, and his solution is typically to talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. If only we could have Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, then we would have not a centralized form of currency, a, get this, decentralized form of currency. Ooh, and how about that? Yes, uh, then, and then the Federal Reserve can't have their little pockets inside of it. So overt that a few individuals can ultimately determine the outcome of systems that affect millions and billions of people. That's something we question all the time. And Elon Musk is one of the people that lives in that world. However, he did once send a tweet saying he liked me. So all bets are off. You know, we have to think, well, Elon Musk is a billionaire like Jeff Bezos, like all of the other billionaires. This means that he's probably a super intelligent person. He understands the game of reality, what? but what? possibly inadvertently or deliberately, what? he'll have a massive impact. It means he's exploited the labor of thousands of people to become what he is. That's that's what that means i i don't understand this the, like you're already buying into the mythology what because he sent one positive tweet about you russell that's all it takes my word on loads and loads of people's lives what are we discussing really when we talk about elon musk owning twitter some people it seems are saying this is outrageous one person owning twitter that's disgusting but that's been going on for ages hasn't it i mean doesn't one person own facebook i know it's a privatized company and the shareholders but mark zuckerberg i'm guessing mark zuckerberg is a majority shareholder i think that's what you're trying to say he's not the only owner of it and has a kind of significant influence over Facebook. So when people talk about billionaires buying Twitter and it being wrong for a billionaire Excellent. to own Twitter, I think what they're really saying is, I want one of my billionaires to own and run Twitter. A billionaire that's sympathetic to yes. my opinions. What that suggests yes. to me is we don't have universal principles anymore that we have recourse to. For example, the belief in free speech, that's a principle. I believe in free speech. What you have to mean when you say I believe in free speech is I agree with other people's right to disagree with me. I agree with other people's if right to absolutist. live differently than me. It seems to me that our time is somewhat defined by the ideas of traditionalism versus progressivism. Let's take one obvious issue. You have some people that want very traditional family lives, and by traditional I mean clear gender roles that are based on traditional ideas of gender, and there are other people that want new, modern, progressive ideas around gender. It seems to me to be true simultaneously that there is such a thing as biological sexual identity and extreme social conditioning that's made a lot of people feel very uncomfortable with the way they've been cast in a gender identity. If we can't cut Wow. I, yeah, didn't expect that. But I guess it's just par for the course, right? It would, it would make a lot of sense that Russell Brand's uh, kind of buying into the biological essentialism side of the argument. Uh, if he hasn't been told yet, no, it's the idea that gender itself is a social construct. No one is denying that people have different sexual organs or are born with them. We're stating that the social construct of how we define what is gender, a man, a woman, or perhaps neither, uh, someone who's non-binary, is the part that we're coming ever so closer to understanding on a regular basis it's like anything else it's it's the forefront of our understanding of uh the universe itself and uh that will change over time as we get in new knowledge do more tests and experiment like that's the wonderful part of science it it's evolving the difference is some people don't want to evolve along with it that's pretty much the where the conflict comes from with both of those ideas simultaneously and different groups right to live differently then we're going to be in a lot of trouble and for me that is a symbiotic relationship oh you want to live a traditional life 
carry on. You want to live a progressive life? Carry on. Just let us carry on with whatever we're doing, yeah? You won't be coming over going, what are you doing? What's going on over there? So the part that he doesn't realize at all is that the traditionalists on the other side want to legislate and control the other side. So the progressives who want to, uh, I guess, exist because they already do and not be threatened and have their lives threatened, uh, they are being threatened by the traditionalists who do not want them to exist. So that therein lies the conflict. It's not a symbiotic relationship at all. It's, it's actually quite literally the opposite of it. I don't like the way you're doing it. If everyone just leaves each other alone, we might be okay. So let's learn a bit more about... And again, they don't. That, that's where the conflict comes from. The conservatives or the traditionalists want to legislate and control other people's bodies and lives. That's the problem. That's why there's a concerned push against that. Elon Musk, is he going to be beneficial for the Twitter space or is he going to denigrate the Twitter space? What do we mean? Why do we care? What's interesting about this? And are we unconsciously projecting things onto Elon Musk because of our own unaddressed concerns? We did a video last week about this potential takeover and we read this from Matt Taibbi. Journalists are devastated to imagine that a single rich person More could Matt even Taibbi. try to walk in and upend their project. Couldn't Musk just leave Twitter in the hands of responsible speech-protecting shareholders like Saudi Prince Al-Walid bin Talal? Right, so if your objections to Musk are moral ones, then how do you feel about Prince Alawid bin Talal? I've experienced vocal overt media censorship and criticism and accusations of being a conspiracy theorist. One from a newspaper called The Independent that is also 50% owned by Saudi Arabian shareholders. What I think people really mean when they attack someone is, you don't agree with me, so shut up. Like so I'm not owned by anybody. I'm actually supported independently from uh, the uh, generousness of the people who watch me, who support me on Patreon or donate subs. That's that's it. I, I do not have a majority shareholder uh, at this time. Uh, we do have a worker cooperative that runs the YouTube, uh, so it would be shared equally amongst the people who run that YouTube. But outside of that, yeah, this is independent media wrestle. And I can say with uh, without a lot of conviction that you do delve into conspiracy theory light from time to time. You like to kind of uh, brand yourself as this perfect enlightened centrist but at the same time, you will start to listen to and believe things that are a little bit dubious. And I really think we have to move beyond that. This is a point in human evolution where we have to get beyond old modalities. We shouldn't be having wars anymore. We shouldn't be trying to assert hegemony over different types of culture. Why don't you be like this? Why don't you be like that? Why don't you believe what I believe? We have to change, become more mentally mobile and plastic and open to the idea that people live differently, have different concerns that we may never understand, and we're going to have to allow them to live in accordance with them. And remember, prior to Musk taking over, Twitter's other top shareholders were Vanguard, plastic, Morgan everyone. Stanley, and BlackRock. So the dream of utopia has perhaps somewhat passed when it comes to Twitter ownership. We live in a capitalist model where you're going to have centralised ownership or shared ownership brokered by powerful financial interests. You know, it's not like that tree in Avatar is being smashed down, is it? Oh no, the tree in Avatar is all made out of lights. It's like a sort of a jellyfish tree. Like We've lost a kind of authentic moral system that can be ubiquitously applied because it's consistent and reliable. At this point, people are just tribally squabbling about the likely advantages that Twitter ownership will give them. Also from Tybee, it was beyond obvious that self-described progressives would eventually regret hounding people like Mark Zuckerberg to start getting into the editorial business and that pushing Silicon Valley to take a bigger interest in controlling speech was flirting with disaster. Of course they would someday wake up to find these companies owned by people less sympathetic to their niche political snobbery and be horrified and wish they'd never urged virtually unregulated tech oligopolies to start meddling in the speech suit. Speech so, suit. In a sense this is the chickens coming home to roost for people oh. that lobbied aggressively for there to be censorship in these social spaces. I 
I feel like I remember people saying, Twitter's a private company. If they want to kick Donald Trump off, they can. Donald Trump was kicked off there. Now, if you like Donald Trump a lot, it's then you probably feel like excited that Donald company. Trump might be on Twitter. And if you hate Donald Trump, you might be alarmed the at the prospect of Donald Trump coming back onto Twitter. What I personally feel is that if these privately owned companies... Yeah, this, this has nothing to do with, like, censorship just got too much for Musk and he had to, like, suddenly change the world. Now he's going to be free speech Jesus and save us all. And I think everyone here who's getting extremely excited in the other direction, like, sure, there are the libs who have just, like, lost their minds over this, where they're just like, the world is ending, Elon Musk is going to destroy the sanctity of Twitter and all this kind of stuff. He's going to have to do, because he's got a lot of money writing on this, as well as a lot of shares of Tesla writing on this, what he can to maintain profitability in the company. Uh, if Elon Musk goes into the direction of just free speech absolutism, so the, the platform can just fill with all forms of hate speech, Nazis can run rampant, they can just do the most horrifying, gnarly stuff, well, guess what? The uh, corporate sponsors will not remain. You're not going to be seeing Disney ads and AT&T ads if all of a sudden they're going to be placed right directly someone doing super aggressive hate speech so there's going to be uh, i'm sorry to tell you this russell and everyone else who thinks free speech jesus is upon us but there's going to be have to be a certain amount of balance to it as there is with other social media companies even the ones that are supposed to be uh the beacons of free speech have limits uh you won't find child pornography on parlor or gab because again absolute free speech would allow you to do something like that but at the end of the day everyone's going to be like that's super fucked up and why would we have that here and it's also illegal so let's not get this entire thing in trouble they're going to have to do what he's in his best interest to, I guess, trying to appease people right now who think that there's some kind of Twitter revolution coming for the N-word crew uh, and what is best in terms of maintaining uh, shareholder value. Companies are in fact public squares. We need to have an agreed upon system. Yeah, and people taking pictures of the poo. That's the funniest part about Parler. The fact that the one time they really cramped down on free speech was people posting pictures of their own shit. And they're just like, well, we're not going to allow this. You know what? There were limits to what we thought free speech would allow. And now that we see free speech, it's just people like posting fecal matter en masse. That is now one of our official rules. You can no longer post your own stool. Great public rules that we can all operate within which is going to require tolerance and tolerance is only relevant when applied to people you don't agree with tolerance shouldn't be something you're continually asking for tolerance should be something you're continually offering this is a crucial point but again you know russell brand doesn't happen to be a part of any marginalized group as far as i know someone correct me on that if i'm uh, getting that way off base but at the end of the day if you happen to be a straight cis dude right uh in in modern society who is also white uh you've probably not experienced uh direct forms of oppression in forms of speech and if you had you might say well yes it seems that absolute free speech seems to limit the speech of others uh not to mention the people who often advocate for free speech totality are also some of the softest skinned people i'll ever meet in my life i i, I have to post uh well i still can a collection of every single person who's ever blocked me so many of them are free speech absolutists like dave rubin and jordan peterson and andy no all the people who are always advocating for well yes there's just too much tech censorship and it's like oh this guy I said something I don't like block well yeah you know why you did that because you don't want to have my annoying posts around you anymore so you've exuded censorship of me publicly right that's that's part of what this is in human history, where we're becoming more and more polarized and more and more fractured. But polarity presents an opportunity. Polarity can create magnetic energy. Oh. We have an opportunity now. Twitter, when owned by Elon Musk, might change. There could be more open conversation. If we become individually more aware of ourselves, of our own trauma, our own damage, our own tendency. I find that the funniest thing about the alt-right and the most telling. It, like, uh, like I was uh, kind of astounded when I first started discovering it. Like when I would make videos on people who happen to be a little bit uh, alt-righty or alt-right adjacent or stuff like that, or 
even point out that they might be gateways to the alt-white. Uh, the alt-white. The, alt, the alt-right. Oh, a Freudian slip. Uh, th- those are the people who would mass flag my videos. And then I was like, wait, wh- why is it coming from this community? The same community that's always talking about how they're super censored and stuff. And yet they want to censor dissenting opinions. Weird. I thought there was the marketplace of ideas. I thought the best ideas boiled to the surface. Wasn't that the whole thing? See, to project our shadow onto other people. To condemn people because they're more progressive than us. To condemn people because they're more traditional than us. To think- and can I also say, because this is something that I saw yesterday with everyone going after Ethan Klein. Does everyone realize when they're talking about how there's this really scary online woke mob of like, I don't know, woke scolds and SJW warriors who are going to destroy anyone who steps out of line from the consistent narrative, that there is a massive difference between someone who is trying to change and better themselves, who fucks up along the way, because we all will, we're all human, and someone who is actively trying to destroy communities like Steven Crowder. Like Steven Crowder on a regular basis is going to vilify and marginalize trans people. If you have someone like Ethan Klein who's like, he didn't even realize that he had ingrained homophobia or was doing homophobic stereotypes because it was so normalized by him in society, that's two very different things. And yes, people are going to call it out when it's happening because they're like, oh, wow, hey, by the way, I hope you know you're being homophobic right now. And they might get some pushback. They might not. That's just going to be the way. But there's a big difference between one person who is actively trying to change and better themselves and the way they're treated and people who just actively on a regular basis try to marginalize every groups. If we can somehow cudgel people in. Blocked montage with Sarah McLaughlin. I should do that. Will I remember you? <laughs> to obedience with our opinions, there will be some victory. There's no victory to be had there. The only victory for us as individuals and as a community, whether you mean local communities or vast global communities, is to be open to other people's views and perspectives. I think that Musk's acquisition of Twitter is interesting. I don't think we've lost anything. I don't think that BlackRock investors and Vanguard investors and Saudi royals were curating a utopian space for unique conversation and great advantages for... I think it has the potential for there to be some pretty, uh, let's just say, negative consequences, for sure, that exists. I think the dynamic hasn't changed from what it was before. The dynamic remains the same, and the argument that I would put forth remains the same, that it's still uh, within the hands of a very small amount of people. It's still a dictatorship. It's a corporate dictatorship that controls the public forum. doesn't matter if it's this, if it's TikTok, if it's Instagram. It uh, doesn't matter if it's a small corporate dictatorship in China with TikTok, if it's a small corporate dictatorship in the form of Mark Zuckerberg, it doesn't matter who is doing it, it's going to be the same problem regardless. It just happens to be that in this case, the people who play team sports with this are super excited. Glenn Greenwald, Jimmy Dore, and Russell Brand now. They're all like, well, this is just opening the door to all amazing, incredible new possibilities. Look at the things that he's promising us, all these shiny things. We like when shiny things are dangled in front of us. And like, we all know that every single tweet that Elon Musk has ever made, he's followed through with tenfold. So yeah, we're going to get complete transparency. Uh, People will not be unjustly kicked off uh, because that seems to be a, a thing that happens. Not to mention, they all get so concerned if it's a big account like Donald Trump, someone who's already, at the time, one of the most powerful human beings. No, sorry, the, he was the most powerful human being uh, at the time of making that tweet uh, or getting kicked off of Twitter. They care about when that happens. And that's like, oh, free speech censorship. When it happens to thousands and thousands of black or indigenous or trans accounts because they get mass flagged by the alt-right. And this happens every day, all the time. They don't give a fuck. There's no free speech argument there. They don't care about like a, a, a 50 uh, follower Andy. Uh, th- then it's not even brought up. It's not part of the discourse. It's just like, oh, well, that person must have violated the TOS. And it's like, these people violate the TOS fucking all the time. Like, Steven Crowder is, has made a game out of how many times he can violate uh, the YouTube TOS and get away with it. And, and smaller accounts, if they make one infraction, gone. 
toast. You don't see it anymore. And again, they, they don't actually care about that. To them, it's when people who happen to be very large, all of a sudden it's like, oh my, this is, this is, this is uh, hurting the, the levers of power somehow. It's in the opposite direction, though. That's why, like, every single one of the people who is on the other side of this, it kind of, it's, it's like, it's, a, it's them showing their ass, you know? It's very telling uh, to have someone come forward and, and be like, well, yeah, this isn't exactly the thing we thought it was. Oh, Russell Brand, I, I regret having opened that. Now I've got Russell Brand in my timeline. Every single, that, every single time you have Russell Brand in your timeline, it suddenly becomes this, like, massive thing. I'm curious what some ordinary gamers happen to say about this, actually. It's going to be, uh, I guess, more positive take? Hello, guys know. and gals. Me, Mudahar. Hold on to those butt plugs. Twirl them around because the man actually did it. Elon Musk bought Twitter. Now, I've been following this. If you've been in the finance world, you know, I've, I'm in the finance world. I've been following this for the last week and a half. And literally an hour ago, it was confirmed that Elon Musk had actually bought, you know, Twitter. Okay, so Twitter stockholders, Twitter actually agreed that they will sell each share of the common stock for $54.20. So, of course, if you look at the stock price right now, it's $51.99 actually going up. In fact, in just the last five days, it went up 10%. In the last month, it went up 32%, which means, holy crap, if you bought Twitter a month a month ago, you're doing pretty well. Good banger investment at the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk had said that he was going to buy Twitter, and by lord, he did it. Now, initially, I thought this was hot air, like Elon Musk was just going to say, wouldn't it be cool if I bought Twitter? I did not expect the man to actually go through. Oh, and to everyone who sent me all these things about all the uh, laws being passed uh, towards trans people, I'm going to read them all out in uh, full all at once after. Through buying it. He first bought 9% of the company, and now Twitter agreed to give him the whole shebang. <laughs> Dave just sent me this. Madison Cawthorn, implicated in potential insider trading scheme, experts say. According to the Washington Examiner, man, Madison is not having a good couple of weeks. This is, this is like the right eating their own. Representative Madison Cawthorn may have violated federal insider trading laws as he hyped up an alleged pump-and-dump cryptocurrency scheme multiple watchdog groups told the Washington Examiner. On December 29th, the beleaguered uh, North Carolina congressman posted a, at a party with James Kotulas, a hedge fund manager and the ringleader of the Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency, a meme coin set up in the wake of the chant mocking President Joe Biden. Holy shit. Coffeezilla, you know what to do. So yes, Elon Musk has now bought the biggest shitpost website on the entire platform, on the entire world, all in a day. Congratulations, my friend. Good job. Now, of course, this, this doesn't come without a hissy fit, okay? I'm of the group of people that actually uh, tends to understand that maybe not much is going to change. Now, to understand, I don't really have a dog in Elon Musk's race, nor do I jump into the extreme ends of any political angle. I'm more concerned with Elon's initial promises of free speech and open source accounting on this entire platform. I, now the ball is in this dude's court, okay? Now, I'm not a huge fan of Elon Musk. I, I don't really simp for the guy. Uh, I think he's just like every other billionaire on the platform. You know, Jeff Bezos right buying take. Twitch and New York Post and all these sites. You know, Bill Gates buying whatever he wants, all the farmland in the world. And now Elon wants also to buy a piece of tech that basically the entire world or a big chunk of the world uses to basically communicate with each other billionaires are people that are very much interested in themselves they don't have a care in the world for you and the common man i think that elon musk specifically bought twitter just so he can for a distinctly non-anti-capitalist channel because it's not um it's just like he usually has you know good reviews of shitty corporate practices and video games and stuff um that that is like 
decidedly a better take than every other person that we've lived to that's supposed to be on the so-called left. Than, than Jimmy Dore's take, than Glenn Greenwald's take, like any of them. Can consistently tweet and use it as a way to gain an algorithmic insight into what people are looking at and how to promote his various companies and possibly how to manipulate a bunch of things. You know, from time and time again, this is the same guy that would tweet about like any rando company or a random fucking shit coin. And all of a sudden, literally- to understand that and not be anti capitalist, take some willful disengagement. Well, it's one of those things where, like, I understand where sock dems come from because they kind of buy a little bit into Steven Pinker's rhetoric without acknowledging that it's Steven Pinker's kind of view of the world. But this idea that like, yes, there are so many problems with capitalism and it's doing so many terrible things, but at the same time, it's better than the systems that came before it. And it still allowed people some degree of mobility within it. So I'm not totally anti-capitalist fundamentally because I don't understand that like, you know, this kind of system left to its raw form when replicated will produce these results. That's not the way they see it. They kind of see it like we just have to fix the cracks. So we need to uh, increase the welfare state exponentially we need to make it so that people don't suffer if we have the means to do so that kind of stuff like i understand where the rationale comes from that it's one of those things where like i don't think telling someone like that you just need to read some theory would would actually produce anything i I think people would just be like yeah you just sound like a pretentious dick who has a lot of time on their hands to read very old literature that i find particularly boring whereas like there's better people at communicating the the raw concept that like just fundamentally it's going to be unjust and it's going to replicate itself in such a way that it produces these things like i don't i don't think you could have predicted perhaps the complete corporatization of america or the idea that there was eventually going to be laws passed that gave corporations certain uh privileges similar to those uh granted to human beings you know things like that aren't exactly going to be in the early uh scrolls of das kapital um or what industrialization was going to do when combined with these same systems and what uh, the, the extraction of oil was going to do when combined with these same uh, systems, right? Like a lot, a lot of that uh, kind of came along the way. But yeah, again, that that's why like I, I have a hard time when people just shit all over sock dems and, and they're just like fucking sock dems or they're just capitalist with extra steps and stuff like that. I was like, well, they're a lot closer. I would, I would feel or a lot more in tune with uh, the idea that the system itself seems to be producing grossly unfair results. And they might not understand at the root why that is. They might think that it's because of crony capitalism or corruption or things like that. Um, but ultimately, I think I think they're well on their way, you know? Really because of this guy, stock prices and coins fluctuate out of nowhere. And I'm sure that Elon Musk stands to gain a pretty penny from having that fucking ability to control literal finances, high finance. And I think think that's one of the reasons why this tended to happen but the ball is in your court elon you're the one that wanted free speech and open transparency and i think that's a pretty noble cause as somebody that's a free speech advocate i definitely am on the side of free speech i think from a society standpoint the strongest thing anybody can have is the ability to say anything you want have a free dialogue have the ability to discuss with your fellow peers without having an issue from the government clamping down on you or anybody clamping down on you and shutting you down i may not agree with 99% of things that some people say one I, I have very strong beliefs but i definitely have an understanding that even if i don't agree with what you say i would still like to hear it just so if you're blatantly stating misinformation i think the strongest cure to that is logically disproving it in front of the public in front of the open eye and hopefully gaining those people that normally would be very easily goaded in 
to be educated really quickly. I think education is the best tool against it. Maybe that's just me being really naive. Maybe that's me being very, 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 very optimistic. And I know a lot of people don't believe it in that case, but I'm, I'm a free speech kind of guy. I definitely am one of those people that thinks uh, you should have the ability to have a dialogue. I think that's the hallmark for a open, free, and advanced society, okay? Nobody wants to live in, in fucking North Korea. Winston, I know you're not watching the stream. I like literally five minutes ago just read that entire tweet out. Okay, we're like you only have one way. You only have one type of speech. Okay, and that's literally what's mandated by the higher authority that can decide at whim whatever they want. I think that's something to have. And being that Twitter is a private company, they've always had the ability to ban and remove people to their heart's content. I would rather have something. But if Elon wants yeah, to, same, you know, buy the service and basically say this is going to be the free speech town square. Then he better start acting like it, okay? The actual terms of service on Twitter better be enforced fairly and equally. Now, of course, Elon Musk wanted to get rid of a lot of things on this platform. Like, for instance, he wanted to get rid of uh, things like bots, spam bots, and whatnot, which I think is a great thing. Cleaning up this shithole to make it even less of a shithole might be the smartest choice. Uh, but then again, Elon is also one of those dudes that uh, has the most fun time shitposting on the site. Like, literally a couple days ago, blew my mind. I was on the toilet and the world's richest guy tweeted to another rich guy and posted this. Literally, he roasted Bill Gates That's with right. the pregnant man emoji from Apple. So this guy clearly shadow ban council reviewing tweet. Brother, you are Twitter now. OK, there is no shadow banning. You can't claim to be shadow banned when you own the goddamn site. Right. Now, of course, Elon Musk also tweeted out, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. And to be real with you, a lot of people would say on Twitter, like it's actually trending, like people would say, ah, Elon bought Twitter. I'm leaving. I'm moving to Canada. Brother, Canada, Canada still has Twitter. OK, just because you move up here to the great white north doesn't mean that fucking Twitter is missing all of a sudden. What, what's wrong with you? OK, that's 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 brain dead. But the other big reality of the situation is I don't think much is going to change, okay? I don't think there's going to be an extreme end from any side that's going to kick up. And I don't think much is going to change because at the end of the day, I really do believe that Elon Musk has bought Twitter for his own selfish reasons, whether that be to algorithmically look, look at what people are doing and to push various products or to potentially promote things in a much more excessive manner using a platform that he now controls completely on his own. This is a privately owned system now. So again, that's what I kind of jump into. But Elon, the ball is in your court. I mean, you did say this is going to be transparent and open and everything, right? And, you know, you're going to enforce free speech for all. So uh, unless if all of a sudden those Elon Musk, Ghislaine Maxwell photos start getting taken down, I'm going to call some sussy wussy on that nonsense. True. But ladies and if gentlemen, Ken Clip and it is Scene's what account it is. Gets Elon deleted. Musk, one of that's the hugely sussy wussy. Not shocking at all. Actually, it is pretty shocking, but we kind of saw this coming. He put out a really good offer. He secured funding in like the last couple days. So once he started to secure the funding, it was literally going to happen. Like at that point, who the heck is going to deny a man buying your shares at like 30% up market? Okay, like that's that's something. Is it resistance groups on Twitter being censored a cause for concern? Many resistance groups like those in Myanmar use Twitter a lot to their advantage. I'm worried about those. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of things would be cause for concern. Um. I mean, the fundamental thing doesn't change in terms of like, you know, it still is something in which no one has control. The idea is now a lot of people are either extremely excited or extremely worried that uh, one individual, the richest man on the planet, having that control now, what is he going to do with it? And uh, I'm still of the mind, and I could be proved wrong on this, that he still has to operate in such a way 
that he does not completely tank the company uh, because of how much he now has writing on it. Like, if he secured $40 billion and a lot of the money came from securing it against Tesla Tesla stock, um, as well as massive bank loans, like, he still can't operate or change Twitter so much dramatically that every single corporate sponsor just pulls the plug on the company, right? Or, Or just makes it completely financially inviable and tanks the whole thing. To kind of expect, okay? That's something that was going to actually happen. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk buys Twitter. And uh, is much going to change? I don't really believe it. I think nobody's going to leave Twitter. Because for all the other alternative tech platforms that exist, like Mastodon, like Truth Social, like Gab, like Parler, a lot of these places die because they extremely cater to one extreme side. And people on social media crave conflict. They crave debate. They crave the ability to like constantly be at each other's throats. And the only way to... No one else has said that out loud, but that is actually true. That That is one of the reasons why Twitter is so addictive. Is because anything you post is going to fill up with so many reply guys and reply gals who just absolutely despise everything about you, and then all of a sudden you're just going to unleash a fury of stuff. That's that's one of the one of the reasons why it is as addictive as it is. Do that is on an incredibly mainstream platform yeah, that doesn't serve habit. either side specifically. In this case, Twitter. Yeah, is- I mean the FOMO is so strong that even when people get kicked off, they start making multiple burner accounts. Look at like Sargon of Akkad or Destiny or Bad Empanada. Like no one can stay away from that that long. You're just like, well, what's going on in the Twitters? Let, let me see with like my new account one two four two five. If if the way Elon is going to be promoting it, um, I don't think he's going to turn it into fucking poll. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think anybody wants to turn it into poll. I think if you own Twitter and there's a whole group of people serving on a board alongside Elon when it comes to discussing how the movement of the platform is going to go in the next few weeks, months, and years, nobody wants to turn it into an absolute denizen crap hole. But having an open place where people can constantly share ideas, you know, is, is pretty good. All right? if, that's, if that's the way that they want to go down, if that's the route they want to take it, it'll be noble to see it happen. But... That's going to be in the next few weeks. Maybe we'll see Twitter change. Maybe we won't. I'm going to predict it's going to be the same shit, different day. That being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you saw, please like, comment, and subscribe. Dislike it if you dislike it. I am out. You know what's wild? Yeah, for one of the least political people that we've watched on this topic, that seemed to be more astute than anything else I've seen yet. Like, what does that tell you? <laughs> the rest of the pundits are just all, like, ideology. They've drank from the cup of ideology. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times, and if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble court jesters, here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy... Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tall, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Yanis, Lemmy 101, Anthropophojack, Seren 42, 
Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramona Costa, Nkosin, Violent Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our flag in a veil, and we salute you, our friends.